Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookgeeksunc. Over 180,000 titles to choose from from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For you, the listeners of Book Geeks Uncompromised, Audible's offering a free audio download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This week, I'd like to review The Lost Years of The Lost Years of Merlin, yes, yes. by B.A. Barron. How about T.A. Barron? Well, it's his brother. T.A. <laughs> Barron, it's a really cool kind of a retelling of where Merlin got his powers, a, a different I don't know. It's, it's a Merlin it's, origin story. A Merlin origin story for sure. It's it's interesting. It's got you know creatures and monsters and tales and magical feats and uh it's just a really good fun time it's actually a whole series um called the lost years of merlin there we go (laughs) i've actually been wanting to reread this one so i may pick it up on audible i've got a bunch of credits i need to use i may actually do that yeah it's definitely it's definitely one i've been wanting to check out as well and the audiobook is actually really well done uh so please definitely go check out the lost years of merlin by t a baron (laughs) Don't forget, that's audibletrial.com for your free 30 days and free book download. Welcome to Book Geeks Uncompromised. The entire series. I don't know what it was about this book. I just, I loved it so much. How do I know more about it than you do? And it's your number I'm one book. I'm bad with names, okay? <laughs> Spoilers, gosh. And we are ready for some reading. When in doubt, be lame. Everyone buckle up. <laughs> Welcome back to Book Geeks Uncompromised, where we make reading less solitary. This is Danny here with Greg, and this is episode 80, where we are going to be talking about The Gray Bastards by Jonathan French. It's not a very nice word. It is. It isn't actually. It's the kind of a, it's kind of derogatory. I yeah. mean, even even when you're talking about someone being a bastard, it's kind of a mean way of saying it. Okay, isn't it? Okay, it is. Illegitimate Ill- child. <laughs> the gray illegitimate children. Yeah, the gray illegitimate children. <laughs> Perfect. French, call that's, me. That's not even the way they meant bastard in this story. So right. it, it totally works, right? Right, it does. Okay. <laughs> It so fits. it is almost halfway through the year. It is. It is weird how fast this year's flown by. Yeah. I felt like it was just 2017. I agree. It's uh, gone too fast. So really fast. everybody is doing their mid-year book freakout tag. And I figure we're not going to do the whole thing. Right. But I wanted to touch on a few of them. First, best book that you have read this year. What do you think? Oh, man. There's been there's been quite a few uh, off the top of my head i'm trying to remember uh honestly off the top of my head poppy war i think poppy war is the best was was the best there were so many good ones i read this year Mm -hmm. so far but poppy war was a new look into a different culture i didn't know yeah and it was a fun way to see that that side that side of history i I definitely say that's probably there yeah there are several that i really enjoyed i think the one one book that's kind of blown me away a little bit Mm -hmm. um was the Armored Saint by Mike oh, Cole, which I haven't yeah. I haven't gushed about in a few weeks. Yeah, so it's been a while since we talked about it. <laughs> so, I mean, I've I've read several good books. Like the Poppy War is definitely yeah. a good book. There was Jade City by Fonda Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there were others. I mean, Master Assassins we read recently was really good. Saga yeah. was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the final Themis Files came out. The this final Themis Files. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there there have been a lot of good books that came out. Mm-hmm. I think The City of Brass was one of the first ones I read, mm-hmm. and. 
I can't say it's the best because I think there was the middle part that I kind of had to slog <laughs> to get through, but right. it ended really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I've got to say, I think the Armored Saint by Mike Cole has been that was the favorite be- and the best for this year, maybe, um, maybe, maybe it- because it's going up against the Arm of the Sphinx. Yeah. The sequel to Sin <laughs> That's so a hard one to combat. That's, that's a really good. That's a really close tie. <laughs> but I expected the Arm of the Saint to be amazing. Where right. the Armored Saint, I. Or the arm of the sphinx, sphinx to be yeah. amazing the armored saint i didn't really know what to expect especially being a smaller book so i think i'm going to give it to the armored saint uh, can you think of one that um surprised you like you didn't know how it was going to be and it actually was good can you think of one like that um well the armored saint was one but was also that? uh jade city was kind of like that yeah jade city was um, more sure going in yeah just the description for it like the whole um you know mafia family kind of thing right that just isn't usually my kind of story, mm-hmm. but I was thoroughly impressed by that book. Okay, yeah, I, I can I can definitely see that. For me, it was Ready Player One, okay. and mostly because it was better than I thought it was going to be. Mostly because of your telling of it <laughs> before, saying how I only got fifty pages in and said I was done. So I was like, oh, this is going to be a tough one. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. The book was fun. It was. Uh, I'm not going to say great. It definitely had its problems. It's '80s nostalgia. You had to slog through. Um, but yeah, it really, it, it was better than I expected and it helped that I enjoyed the movie as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Other side of that biggest disappointment for me. And I actually just found it right here because I was looking on our site sufficiently advanced magic. Really? I, I, the idea of it, I thought was going to be so much fun and I thought I was going to love it and I just didn't. I, sl- hmm. I for me I think it slogged a little bit too much through the explaining exposition. of the exposition. The exposition yeah. killed it for me. Okay. Um cuz it, it is it's a cool world, it's a cool idea. I understood the magic, but it just it got to points where I was like, "Come on, I just want to get to something." And mm-hmm. when it did, it was 5 minutes of, "Okay, something cool is happening and we're back to the explaining." Yeah. So that was that I was guess, one that I guess, yeah. I'm not gonna say it was the worst I read this year, but it didn't live up to what I thought it was going to. Okay. Yeah. I think for me, biggest disappointment, and I don't know. I feel like this is, I don't know, not really a cop out, but I recently read Treasure Island. Okay. By um, Robert Louis Stevenson, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know. I was. I got part of what I was hoping for. I was hoping for, you know, the summer, high seas, adventure. Yeah. And it was partly that. Mm -hmm. But the whole, you know, last half of it was Mm -hmm. just really a slog to get through. I had a lot of trouble with it. (laughs) Yeah. The the whole thing where it was just Jim by himself and uh, I guess no no other characters to play off of. And it was very dry yeah. writing style maybe at least for that part it was very dry like I, I just didn't like it nearly as much as i wanted to yeah um now do we want to go into book that was you know possibly our least favorite um do you want to go into least, that I, I guess sure yeah, we'll go into let's, least favorite let's do it. Yeah. least favorite what would that be for me for me and i actually was again looking through the list because we've read a lot of books surprisingly um at first i was gonna go strange practice by vivian shaw but then right beneath it pulled up phasma from star wars that might be one of the biggest disappointment ones that and yeah that one is i i have to say that was probably the worst um because of the potential for Phasma. Mm-hmm. Because in the movies, Phasma is, is such an enigma. She's so much... She's a cool-looking character. She's a badass from the few lines she has. She's very much the Boba Fett of this generation of Star Wars. 
and the book just didn't didn't give us anything. It just went, yeah, she's she's an asshole. That's yeah. really all it did. She's an asshole, and this is why. And there were a lot of plot holes and stupid That's things. Fair. And... Oh, you know what? I have my answer. Oh yeah, yeah, the Cruel Prince by Holly Black. Oh yeah, uh, there it's, you go. It's one that I felt like. I mean, I'm I'm not a YA fantasy person and mm-hmm. I, you know i knew that's exactly what it was going in but right. it was something that i was i was in the mood yeah it was it was a mood read it was like i'm really feeling this right now right where normally i'm not i, th- I think it's going to go better because i'm in the mood for it and i still ended up dnfing it because yeah. i just i couldn't stand anything about it even though i went into it totally in the mood for exactly what it was <laughs> and you went nope yeah <laughs> I don't know if my mood just shifted halfway through the book or what. I I don't know, but Man, a whole a whole half a year. How many books is that? That means we've done because if it's been six months. I mean, including Saga, how we read eight graphic novels in a week. Yeah, I uh, think it's right at fifty for me. Wow, that's crazy. And you a you, little yeah a little you, under you, fifty. Yeah, you usually read an extra book or two more than I do. Yeah, I've been kind of slacking on them the past couple of weeks, but I try to. <laughs> I've only been down to two books a week. It's crazy. i got to pick it up. You sound like a World of Warcraft player that's only played nine hours. <laughs> it's rookie numbers. <laughs> it's rookie numbers. you got to pump those numbers up. <laughs> okay. For a movie so... we despise, we quote that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a meme. It is. How can you not quote the meme? It always quote the memes. <laughs> So the one news story for this yeah. week, we can we can go ahead and celebrate the one news story for Yay. this week. Uh, Spiffbo 2017 came to a close. That's the, the winner of the self-published fantasy blog yeah. off run yes. by Mark Lawrence. Uh, the winner of that contest was Where Loyalties Lie by Rob J. Hayes. Hmm. What's do you know what it's about? I can look it up real fast okay. because I should have that, but I don't. Considering the book we read this week was the Spiffbo winner yeah, for two years for ago. for the last year. Was it last? Oh, yeah. This is 2017's winner, wasn't it? Okay. The one that he just won. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, since Grey Bastards won last year, um, this may be one we review a year from now. <laughs> it's a trend we're going to do. We're going to review last year's book on the same week that the old one. Yeah. Wait. Math brain there it goes history. sorry i was looking for it you're good i was trying to I, my english just stopped midway through that <laughs> okay so the word loyalties lie is the first book in the best laid plan series everybody knows captain drake morris is only out for himself as the fires of a dying city burn on a distant shore drake sees an opportunity to unite the other pirate captains under his flag and claim a crown for himself if he is to succeed he will need allies and the oracle names keelan stillwater the best Ooh. swordsman in the isles as his right hand with enemy ships sailing its waters and setting fire to his cities, and the sinister Tanner Black threatening to steal the throne before Drake even has a chance to sit upon it, Drake must somehow convince the other captains that his best interests are also theirs. Pirates. P- pirate fantasy. That sounds awesome. Pirate fantasy. I know what we're reading soon. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Mo- it may contribute to, I've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves lately, and that's big pirate video game. Pirates is exactly what I'm looking for, but... Pirates is... Pirates sounds awesome. Oh, but absolutely. Congratulations. Yeah. To Mr. Hayes. Yeah, it's a huge selection for the self-published. I mean, there's... Yeah. Do you know how many books are you entered? 300. Wow. 300. So you were number one out of 300 books. This was the third contest, I believe. Well, yeah, 2015, 16, 17. So number oh, four nice. is now getting underway. Well, there we uh, go. Mr. Mark Lawrence put out a call for self-published books, and I think within three days, the 300 
slots were filled. I was about to say, Dana, we need to get riding, but I mean, it's over. Oh well. I mean, it's not next over. Next year, as it's to get next year. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it did not take long at all for oh. all those slots to fill up. They're divvied up now between the various bloggers. Yeah. So that I think it started on August first. Well, and I, I can't, um, I can't say, I, I can't compare this to American Idol, but I kind of can in a way because the idea is even if you don't win, you're still out there. Yeah, your name is still mentioned, your book is still shown. Yeah, absolutely. so at least getting high up is rewarding enough because if your book's positively looked on enough, it's hey, that's still a great book. I mean, just I mean, your name being out there. Yeah, your name being just out there. Talked you, were, about. you were in, you know, the Spiff, the Spiffba Awards. Mark mm-hmm. Lawrence is, you know, a uh, honored enough author, I guess you could say. I'm trying to honored is probably not the right word, but I guess popular respected. enough, respected, respected enough uh, author that it'd be pretty cool and he get you out there. Yeah. That's awesome. I think the second place winner this year was Sufficiently Advanced Magic. <laughs> and then the third, I believe, was The Crimson Queen by Alec Hudson. Oh, okay. I didn't know Sufficiently Advanced Magic was self-published. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> and I just talk crap about it. <laughs> so that is it um, for our What's Going On This Week. There wasn't right. a whole lot of news, but no. we are still very excited for Spiffbo, for yeah. it getting started again, good, and for good. these... Good uh, second half of the year coming up, too. yes. Excited to see what's coming next from some of our favorite authors. Absolutely. So yeah. I guess you could say to celebrate the Spiffo competition and what it can mean for authors, <laughs> we read The Great Bastards by we Jonathan French this week. totally planned it. We totally, totally planned it. <laughs> yep. Uh, which was the winner for Spiffo 2016. Oh, there we go. And was just this past week re-released by Orbit with a traditional publishing deal. Was it Orbit? I thought I saw it was, I thought I saw it was Penguin. Penguin. Pretty Penguin sure it's Orbit. You may be right. I I read somewhere I thought it was Penguin. I could have been wrong. I'm about 90% sure it's Orbit. You're probably right. It's Orbit. Okay, good. What am I talking about? <laughs> Ignore Greg. He doesn't read. Uh- <laughs> okay, so I will jump into the synopsis for The Grey Bastards, the first book in The Lotlands. Live in the saddle, die on the hog. Such is the creed of the half-orcs dwelling in the Lotlands, sworn to hardened brotherhoods known as Hoofs, these Former slaves patrol their unforgiving country astride massive swine bred for war. They are all that stand between the decadent heart of noble Hispartha and marauding bands of full-blood orcs. Jackal rides with the gray bastards, one of eight hooves that have survived the harsh embrace of the lots. Young, cunning, and ambitious, he schemes to unseat the increasingly tyrannical founder of the bastards, a plague-ridden warlord called the Claymaster. Supporting Jackal's dangerous bid for leadership are Oats a hulking mongrel with more orcs than human blood, and Fetching, the only female rider in all the hoofs. When the troubling appearance of a foreign sorcerer comes upon the heels of a faceless betrayal, Jackal's plans are thrown into turmoil. He finds himself saddled with a captive elf girl whose very presence begins to unravel his alliances. With the anarchic... Anarchic. <laughs> Blood right of the betrayer moon close at hand, Jackal must decide where his loyalties truly lie and carve out his place in a world that rewards only the vicious. So to sum up, <laughs> it's Sons of Anarchy in, in Middle Earth. <laughs> it is. It, it, it's basically in, in, in the best way. <laughs> in the best way, yeah. It's um, not a ripoff of no. either of them. No. Like, honestly, with, okay, Jackal, Jax, yeah. Claymaster, do I need to point that one out? <laughs> um, I believe the Grim Bastards for one of the biker gangs right. and Sons of Anarchy. Right. Like, there are a bunch of nods. (laughs) A a lot of nods. So, at times, especially with Jekyll's 
personality mm-hmm. reminds me very much of Jax. Jax yeah. It almost read sometimes like it started out as Sons of Anarchy fan fiction and then just totally grew to something totally its own. Oh, and, and for people who don't know exactly what Sans, Sons of Anarchy is, it is a, a TV show that was about biker gangs. Yeah. About biker gangs and their, you know. And Jax was the main character. Jax the main character. And Clay was the head the of the Sons bag, of Anarchy. Yeah, the douchebag leader. Yeah, no, I love that the fact that they read around on hogs. Yes, uh, and their names, hogs. the names of all these characters are amazing. Like I loved Oates. Um, I liked his. Uh, I liked his hog's name, Ugfuck. Yeah, Ugfuck. <laughs> I think. I think um, Jackal actually calls him Ugly Fuck at one time, and Oates goes, "Hey, that's my name for him." Yeah. <laughs> just, just their personality is so much fun. But I love. Yeah, no, I loved the the gangs. The yeah, they ride on hogs. You know, yeah. they come to the voting table to vote on things. There are yeah. what the hope, what the, the slog slopheads, what they called them. But yeah, they're the potentials, the hopefuls <laughs> to joining the gang, which are voted in. Everybody, yeah, things are decided by vote. <laughs> right. It, it it was great. It was fun. Yeah, it, it definitely didn't feel like a ripoff. It no, felt, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it it felt more like a homage than a ripoff. Yeah, I could see that. In a fantasy setting, which made it even better. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I, I guess we can go into the whole um, the different races. So it has yeah. like so many of the traditional races. There are humans. Orcs. There are orcs. There are the half orcs, mm-hmm. as we've mentioned. There yeah. are elves. There mm-hmm. are halflings. Yeah. I want to say there was one other, but I don't remember what they were. I don't either. I know oh, there were the smudge, but those were more creatures than races. Yeah, there's no... I know the biggest fantasy thing missing is dwarves. They don't have any dwarves. There were not dwarves. There, there were no just, dwarves. Yeah, there were just the halflings. Yeah, halflings. And I, I found basically, it interesting... Basically, you don't know what a halfling is. It's a hobbit, basically. Um, yeah. I found it interesting that these half-orcs, they're not quite a race of their own because the male half-orcs are sterile right. in almost every case. Mm-hmm. So... They can't continue their own line. Right. They are all the product of human and an orc. orc, which it's usually an orc father because the orcs are basically animals themselves. They're insane. They're insane. violent. So it's almost always a case of Rape. a male orc raping a human woman. Yeah. Um, and then the human woman deciding not to kill herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I found interesting because there were times where they talked about like hundreds and thousands of these half works. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the, in the time before it mentions the half works were slaves to the humans. Right. And there was at one point in the book where it talked about hundreds and hundreds of half works at one in one area. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Considering how much, yeah. How much, pillaging and raping it happened the orcs had to have done yeah how much they'd done that's that's crazy um did it ever say where they all went or are they just all part of the biker gangs now they're yeah all the half orcs are part of the biker gangs there are some that work for the humans yeah but as mm-hmm. i understand it they're more servant than slave now as, mm-hmm. as i understand it i might be wrong about that mostly i think they hung out they hang out in the border area between the, the between orcs, orcs and the and humans, humans which they hadn't it was like Olwandulis, i think was the name of it right 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 Just the lot of, lands yeah they're the the guard between kind of the buffer the buffer for sure yeah but yeah they're not really there to protect the humans but yeah they're the in between it's the area that was allotted to them after <laughs> the incursion war right right i and, guess yeah i guess we can go into world building yeah. um i was honestly thoroughly impressed with how well presented the history of this world was because it was about 10% in mm-hmm. and it was, you know... You already had. You already had pretty much everything you needed to know about the history of it. More stuff was embellished and 
filled in as you went on, especially as you learn more backstory of specific characters like the Claymaster. Mm-hmm. Um, but within 10%, it, it, carry, it gave you enough information to really understand what this world was and the Where, relationship yeah. between the different races mm-hmm. without having to stop and give you a whole bunch of expo- exposition. It got the story moving and got the backstory down yeah. simultaneously really well. Yeah, it's it was definitely surprising how they didn't have to trog through... You know, the author didn't have to go through exposition of one character talking to another. Right. It was really just explained. And it was really well done and easily explained that it was easily understandable. There were times where it got a tad... Well, it was like, okay, they're going into the halfling area, I think is what it was. Mm -hmm. So Jackal stops the people that he's with. He's like, all right, you guys remember a little bit about their culture, right? So we don't accidentally offend (laughs) them. So they kind of do a brief rundown of the halfling culture. Okay. And it's like, okay, you know, it's not a sledgehammer, but it's not exactly subtle. (laughs) But... It, it's only a couple pages, so it, yeah, it passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the world building is at least done in a way, like I said, from at the beginning, uh, and I didn't even realize it until you talked about it, that I got the information without feeling like I had to, okay, I know what they're doing, let's explain it. Yeah. It felt like it was literally Oh, the centaurs. Just, the centaurs. Oh, yeah, they're the centaurs. Race. Centaurs, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you just yelled centaurs. I'm like, yes, there were centaurs. You remember. <laughs> That's the other race. <laughs> you were remembering. You were just randomly yelling centaurs. <laughs> centaurs, they're coming, Greg. It's the Betrayer Moon. <laughs> um... Which apparently, from what they explain in the book, because I'll, I'll be upfront honest, I didn't finish the book, but I will be from how much I enjoyed it. Uh, centaurs are apparently pretty nasty. Yeah, the centaurs are just, what they describe them as just hanging out in their own areas and just having a bunch of orgies until oh. the Betrayer Moon shows up, which is completely random, but it sends the centaurs into a frenzy where they just go around destroying anything in their path. Now, I know a lot of times with the, the Betrayer Moon and a lot of fantasy stories, orcs have the same thing. Orcs have the same kind of reaction, not to a moon, but it's mm-hmm. usually there's usually something where it's, they're controlled by somebody and sent into a frenzy. Hmm. Um, in a lot of different stories I've heard with orcs and stuff, uh, especially the D and D stories, I know they have. It's a whole thing about a demonic god. So I didn't know I if mean, that was in this one as well. After finishing the book, I think that something like that may come into play later on. Later on, okay. But it wasn't in this book. Okay. There okay. were a couple of hints. Since you say that, looking back, mm-hmm. um, there might have been a couple of hints that there may be something like that in the future. With that, okay. And so that the Betrayer Moon is just literally, it, it comes into play. The centaurs yeah. go, murder everybody. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm really glad, because you talked about the centaurs just orgies. I'm really glad there was no graphic novel like with Saga. Yeah. Because if it had been in Saga's hand, we would have seen it. We would have seen a giant centaur orgy. Well, okay. The, the, you never <laughs> saw it on screen. No, I'm it saying It was just like Saga, characters just kind of offhand mentioning, oh, they're off like just screwing each other if it'd in been, groups. If it had been Saga, we would have seen it. Yeah, probably. That's <laughs> they probably would have made an out-of-way trip to go see it. There was an awful lot of talk or references to oral sex. Right. <laughs> um, this is this is a on, pretty... on the female receiving end. Right. I'm I'm, try, I'm trying to make it as <laughs> non-explicit <PC>. as possible <laughs> while still it, it conveying the the message. Right. Um, there was an awful lot of reference to that. Yeah, from um, the reviews I was seeing through Goodreads, there was a lot of people who talked about how there was uh, a, a lot of. A lot of dirty language. A lot of yeah. foul, foul language. I, I don't know. I, yeah, it fit. I it's mean, a you're biker talking, gang. It's a biker <laughs> gang. You're talking about kind of the 
back ass end of the world, basically. Yeah, the people who are treated like shit by both the sides. The rednecks, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. The guy, the, yeah, Tucker, exactly. The race that has been raised as slaves. It's and I, I, it's Oates, right? His name's Oates. Yeah. His friend. Okay. Uh, Jackal and Oates versus evil. <laughs> you yes. said rednecks that's what made me think of it yes notes versus evil you've got go. your friend <laughs> oh my gosh that's almost the plot of this it whole book almost <laughs> is <laughs> it fits if you haven't it's se- one of the subplots if you haven't seen tucker dale versus evil rednecks okay. idiot college students it's hilarity. a spoof on horror movies. it is yeah it's, it's, it's a it's fun great time though. sorry sidetrack yeah. but wow sidetrack. Yeah. that kind of kills me how much <laughs> it's that's similar that's one of the side plots <laughs> Because they have the captured elven girl, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, that's fantastic. Uh. Okay. <laughs> oh, so we're just talking about how much this is like Sons of Anarchy. Did mm-hmm. you take a look at the cover? Uh, I saw the guy. Yeah, I saw the cover it, of with his so, back. Yes. Is it like Sons of it Anarchy? It looks like the Sons of Anarchy <laughs> intro where it's got Jacks with his tattoos. He's yeah. kind of looking over his shoulder it at is. the end of the intro oh, song. My gosh. Someone okay. just and needs what, to ask right now. What's funny is that wasn't the self-published right. cover. The oh. self-published cover is more like an orc character on this big, mean old-looking hog with his tusks all, you know, yeah. curly and everything. <laughs> and then he's fighting something. And then the Orbit cover is a total Sons of Anarchy ripoff. <laughs> which I... I don't know. Yeah. It's funny, but... At the same time, do, like, come on. Do you think it's, yeah, it's getting to be too much? Yeah. M- oh, maybe a see, little bit. Yeah, I'm looking at the old cover. I like the old cover better. Yeah, it's uh, what a lot of people in reviews are saying. That is definitely way more badass looking, and I love getting to see the, uh, the, hogs. the hog. That's yeah. probably Hearth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it looks awesome. I like Hearth. I like, I like the relationship <laughs> that seems to develop between the half orcs and their. They're hogs. They're hogs, yeah. Yeah, well, they call them barbarians, too, the hogs. Mm-hmm. Which is a uh, Yeah, name. like, just, there they, were times they where... They subtly call them barbarians, yeah. is what they say. <laughs> well, there were times where Jackal would just sort of reference, you know, I know that Hearth is going to want to do this, mm-hmm. so, you know, kind of working with him. Yeah. Because you, you never see anybody or read about any characters talking that way about their horses. Yeah, exactly. The hogs are more than just their riding yeah. Yeah, utensil. It's it's their friend. It's a companion. Yeah. Yeah, that that is really cool. There's definitely a cool relationship there, and it's 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 also interesting talking about relationships. I definitely love Jackal, Otis, and Fetch. Is Fetching. Fetching. Um, I definitely liked them as well and their interaction with each other, which was usually yeah. throwing insults. But yeah, so it, I liked fetching a yeah. lot. Um, I mean, she's kind of a bitch. Yeah, just being totally honest, she kind of has to be. <laughs> she kind of has to be. She's definitely a woman trying to fit into a male, a, a male-dominated world. She's the only female in, uh, in her hoof. Yeah, in their in their in gang group, in yeah. the gray bastards. Gray bastards. And I mean, it's like we talked about. They're very foul mouthed, yeah. um, very sexually explicit. They like to you know talk a big game and all I that. Mean, the first scene is uh, with her showing up as her fully naked, yeah. in front, trying to scare these humans off, distract these humans basically. Yeah. Just like, hey, yeah, stop it. And they're just like, oh, she's naked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's she's you know the badass biker chick. Who will kick your ass without even thinking about it. Yeah, so on one hand, she was almost that stereotypical warrior woman kind Mm -hmm. of attitude where I don't need no man sticking up for me. And he's like, dude, I'm literally trying to save your life. (laughs) Like, it's not about you being a woman. I'd do it for oats too. I'm literally trying to save your life. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But on the other hand, it worked really well with the dynamic 
between her and the other characters how she is the only major female character. I mean, there was there was Beryl who runs the mm-hmm. orphanage for the half half orcs, right? And there was um, the elven girl who who did talk and so didn't have much of a character to really speak of. Okay, yeah. Was because we've talked about this in the past with other authors and other books we've done. Um, we usually talk about how male authors aren't always good at writing female characters. Do, do you think Jonathan French did a good job here? Do you think... I think he did a good job yeah. with fetching. Do you think she's like still said, a little Beryl's, stereotypical? Or? She, she was kind of, like I said, the stereotypical warrior woman character. Right, a right. little bit. I mean, it never felt like a cardboard cutout character. Like, yeah. she felt well-developed. Right. Um, and then there was Beryl, who was... She was a minor character, so yeah. she didn't get a whole lot of development. Yeah. What she had was good. Yeah. And I, I can't even... Starling, the elf character, I can't really count her because as she was mute, right. there was no nothing to speak of. Right. Um, there was Delia, I guess, who was one of the whores um, from the very beginning. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she comes back in the book a little bit. Again, very minor character. Um. And- it's 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 attention to detail I like. Um, one of the things I really enjoyed the the parts I did read because like when it was talking about her when Jackal was you know first getting up going outside, and she kept like enticing him the way she was talking to him the attention to detail French put into I like the wording of it was she put on her face you know something to the effect of uh, she seduced me like she always does like Jackal's not stupid he knows she's. Yeah. She's a prostitute. She's doing. She's not doing it because she is actually caring for him. She's doing it because it's her livelihood. Yeah, I think. I think he's come around so often that there is a little bit. Yeah. Of if not a, a not romantic, but a friendship. There's a friendship between there. them. At it's least, definitely anyway. they know each other. Yeah, yeah. He's around enough. Um. So that said, so you've got fetching the warrior woman, um, Beryl the maternal woman. Yeah. You've got Delia the prostitute. <laughs> I'd like to see a little more variety okay. in female characters. Okay. I, I guess I could say. Mm-hmm. The ones that were there were pretty well developed yeah. for the screen time they had. Right. So maybe in the next yeah. book they can dive into more. I'd like to see more variety. Okay. Cool. So it sounds like good, you know, B plus, A minor. Yeah. B, yeah. B plus, I guess. Yeah. B, B plus for, yeah. for female characters. That's, that's better than most. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. It's it's no Harry Dresden Stormfront book. <laughs> um, I guess going. I guess we can continue going down characters. Um, Jackal himself. We've talked about his relationship with others, um, and how much he's like Jacks. Mm-hmm. He's very reckless. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, just very much. Just I'm going to do this thing, and I don't even know if it's right. I don't really have he's any the... evidence to support this, but it's what I want to believe. So it's what we're going off. <laughs> he's of. the young gun that you know wants exactly. to wants to fit in in life, and he wants to he wants to make his place, and nobody's going to do that but him. Right. Yep. And so he makes some pretty stupid decisions. It's like, maybe you could not do that. <laughs> maybe maybe take a step back and think about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, I liked him a lot. I definitely mm. got behind him. Like yeah, I said, defi- there were times where it's like... He, he made stupid decisions, but he was still a likable character. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, let's Oats. See. Oats. Oats is, Oats is the best friend character. I <laughs> yeah. mean, ultimately, he's the big, strong, stupid, st- loyal, stupid. <laughs> stand behind you. He's not stupid, but yeah. he's... Maybe not as clever. He's definitely the smash first, ask questions later type. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Then there was the Claymaster. Yeah. The leader. Yeah, the leader. I mean, he's basically Clay from Sons of Anarchy. Douchebag. Douchebag. Maybe once was a good person, but... Does he have a backstabbing wife? (laughs) No. Damn. 
No. That's missing. It doesn't. Sorry. <laughs> Jackal also doesn't have a backstory with his dad mysteriously dying. True. True. So. His his dad was some douchebag orc that yeah. <laughs> probably died on a battlefield somewhere. <laughs> we can hope. Um, and then there's Crafty, who is the sorcerer that just sort of shows up at the Great Bastards. And says, what up, bitches? Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, I liked him because, again... Uh, you until the end of this, or I guess not the end, but until later in the book, I really couldn't get a read on what is he up to. Right. Like, is he a good guy? Is he working with Claymaster? What exactly is going on? Oh, that's here? good. What's, at least, he, what's he up to? It had you guessing throughout. It at least kept you on your toes. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Um, I don't yeah. know. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add? Not, not really. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't finish, so I, I can't say much to how it goes on. But I can definitely say I do the bit that I did get into. I like, I like French's. I guess the word is his voice. I definitely yeah. like the style. I like how the characters interact with each other. Um, just that beginning portion uh, of the book, the very first time they run into that that uh, squadron, I guess you can say, of humans um, that walk up to the whorehouse mm-hmm. that they're at. Uh, just from there, you already know what the tone of the book's going to be, and it's it's. It's not, I and, this. I don't think this book's grimdark, but it is definitely rough. It's definitely foul yeah. mouth, you know, you had no problem killing other people. You, you know, you caused problems, we're going to stop you. But it was, I definitely liked how smart Jackal is. Because while he does make reckless decisions, like right there with the squadron, they knew the captain, they knew the guy running it. And one of the younger guys was mouthing off and Jackal, expl- you know, he, you know, as is explained to the reader, was going, all right, I know how to handle this before Oates kills somebody. And then he played it to try to, you know, fix the situation and let the captain come out looking good so he could walk away and there was no trouble. Right. Not because Jackal liked the captain, but because he didn't want shit coming down on him and Oates. Yes. Yeah. It was just the better way to get out of it. Exactly. So I, I, I can say it's one reason I really want to continue with this book is because just from that moment, I can already tell I like the tone. I like mm-hmm. the feeling. Um, I like Jackal. Um, and I want to see more and I want to see more of his, his talking to Oates and his interacting with other people in the world and, um, Oates smashing some people's heads in. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like um, I, said, I, I, I loved how, you know, it started, the book started off with that encounter with the mm-hmm. human soldiers, the yeah. Cavaleros, I think is what they were right. called. Mm-hmm. It started out with them and it just totally kept growing mm-hmm. off of that. Like there were just so many offshoots and offshoots yeah. it, that it it just kept growing, and I I loved it. I mean, the plot got so huge well, I love, by the end. I love I love from the beginning that douchebag soldier who was like, "There's only one thing you have to do with these you know half works." You know, it's like we do with the servants back home. You just have to put your foot down now, or they'll get reckless. And these ones obviously haven't had a foot put down from yeah. from a long time. Uh, and he was just, you know, his usual noble douchebaggery. Right. And Jack was like, all right, you're an asshole. I'm going to insult you a little bit. Captain will reel you back. We'll be good. It turns into more, but <laughs> Jack right. at least tries. Yeah. I guess that is all that we have for The Grey Bastards. Um, definitely recommended. Fun, fun book that I'm, I'm going to be finishing. 100% going to be finishing. I want to. Yeah, I finished it a few hours before we recorded. It's it's a great read. Yeah. I'm, I definitely need to see book two. I wonder when it comes out. Yeah. Oh, book two is The True Bastards. Nice. <laughs> the no true illegitimate date. children. 
No publication date. The true Ill- illegitimate children. But I want it. So I'm going to go ahead and mark that as want to read while nice. I'm on Goodreads. <laughs> <laughs> it works. That was a live update uh, for y'all. Go to her Goodreads and see it. <laughs> so next week is a little bit in the year right now. Yeah. We're, we've are we got two books. It may or may not be one of them. So we're going to have a surprise week again. Yay. <laughs> and it's not a surprise week for y'all. It's a surprise week for us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'll be surprised too. Right. Yeah, but anyways, if you read The Grey Bastards uh, and want to add to the discussion absolutely let us know yep. we are in all of the usual places we are on twitter at book geeks unc facebook at two book geeks unc or on our facebook group book geeks uncompromised group our website is bookgeeksunc.com. am i missing anything the only thing i can think left of is um uh, the facebook group we got that going got on that. we're constantly sharing that um uh, don't forget audible trial uh your audible trial yes audible dot com slash bookgeeksunc audibletrial.com audible trial oh thank you yes um get your free 30 days and one free book so go try out a book you've been thinking about trying about uh gray bastards is on there uh that's the one i did and from what i was into it it was perfectly fine author was good yeah there no was the no author weird, yeah the narrator, the narrator good. Was i listened good. to part of it too um none of the there's no weird background noises like star wars always does no. i hate you star wars um <laughs> uh, but definitely go check that out and get yourself uh, a free audiobook. Yep, so everybody have a wonderful week. We will Woo. see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>